0: Hey guys, this is Sarah and this is Journey. We're back with another episode of the O-Life. Um, it is currently a Sunday evening, Mother's Day. Journey, and I are potting on Zoom. How are you, Journey?
1: I'm good. We're both in Corvallis tonight, but separate. Together, but separate. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm close yet, be- so far. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing well. I um, finished up school last week, last Friday, so I mean, not really. I was just like at school until last Friday. I had been done for a while. Um, But I finished (laughs) working for school last Friday. Um, I have been like my job for the end of the semester and then the summer, which I'll go back and like end of July for is prepping gear for our schools, like orientation stuff. Um, So I was like, I spent all week like um, making first aid kits. And then like inventorying, um, which was like easy, (laughs) um, great, super fun to just like, and they just like let you like bring, like, I just had, would have my friends like come with me and they would like write their essays for finals while I did gear. Um, so that was great. Um, so then anyways, stayed through Friday, got back last night. So now I'm back in Corvallis and got to spend Mother's Day with my mom. Um, little COVID scare. So I'm like in my room, um, (laughs) but should be fine um yeah uh I don't know I don't have any great updates except for that um I'm trying to figure out why my skin is breaking out oh um,
0: the weather's been has... super interesting lately
1: yeah is the the well I, I don't know if it
0: has to do with that
1: but yeah I don't know I'm kind of thinking my skin got really bad last summer um and I was really confused about it. And I got bad after I had COVID. And one of my theories about why I don't have COVID right now, but I have close contacts, is that I had it a week ago when I had a cold and then gave it to them. And now I'm testing negative. So I'm already over it. But that's when my skin started breaking out. And last time I had COVID, my tummy hurt for like a really extended period of time. Oh no, know. does your tummy hurt again? Yes. Um, I'm so sorry. It's okay. I know how to, I think I know better how to handle it this time. Last summer, okay. in case you missed it, I had, like, <laughs> I had post-viral gastritis, which I got That was after. literally,
0: like, last summer.
1: Mm-hmm. It was long COVID, and I literally couldn't eat, like, most things all summer. There was, like, 10 foods that I could eat, and my stomach just hurt all the time, and it was awful. Um, But, like, turns out that, like, the less foods I was eating – the worse my stomach was getting cuz it was like losing all the bacteria to digest all the other foods um so i was just making it worse for myself so this time if i do have it again i'm just going to like power through and it'll it'll resolve itself a lot faster i think if i just keep exposing it to like a variety of foods um yeah so that's my plan with that um but yeah back in corvallis here for a week then i go out to costa rica to study abroad for 6 weeks next saturday
0: i'm so jealous I'm
1: excited about slightly Nervous about will I be able to run? Um, but Bro, yeah, <laughs> if not, I'm gonna be so fine and figure it out. Bring a go. jump rope, bring a jump rope. I will, I will. That's a great move. Um, yeah, I can get I will... jump.
0: my jump rope workout, I can send you it. <laughs>
1: okay. Yep, so there you
0: go, it's afternoon. just as good I'll... as a peloton.
1: <laughs> yes, oh my god, that's my other update. Is I got really into the peloton last week because Dude. I had the first injury on running that I've had in oh. a long time which it wasn't really an injury it's just I caught it really early but my Achilles started hurting which means I was starting oh, to get shin splints oh and
0: sorry I don't swear on this podcast
1: it's okay I would think I talked so you did we didn't hear you mm, yeah, um I'd say anything. I also think I have sworn on this podcast so it's okay uh, <laughs> um yeah anyways I was worried so I didn't run all week and I was also sick but um that's a I good felt-
0: call on your part I respect I- that
1: I, it was the first... It was the longest time I haven't ran for in a row in, like, a year and a half. um, Or since I had COVID last time, so a year. But, yeah, so I Pelotoned all week, and I discovered all these new features. Like, they have games kind of thing. Um, I saw
0: that on the Oat Life. That looked really fun.
1: Oh, so fun. And, like... Um, like I've been liking the scenic routes because they have them in a lot of places that I've been so like they have like Oahu and Boulder and I would do them and see how many places I had like trail ran at and be like oh my god I recognize this I know exactly where this is. Do they have Chip Ross Um, Park? They do have some Oregon ones but they don't have anything (laughs) from like Corvallis. (laughs) Um, (laughs) They have like Columbia River Gorge. Um, Okay. I got really hooked on that which was kind of a bad idea because I was like a little bit sick and I would be I would like be like oh yeah I'm gonna go do like a 20 minute workout and be really light and like whatever and just like I'll be fine and recover quickly and then I would get a text from my friend like an hour later being like Are you good
0: I was gonna ask like when you substitute peloton for your running do you like if you were gonna do like an endurance run do you like do an endurance peloton or do you just do like
1: yeah peloton? I do it as exactly the same as I possibly could um this week was different because I was sick, so I was trying to do light things because my cardio was just like not good. Um, but like regularly, if I were to substitute it, I would do like relatively exactly as close to the same workout as I could. That's cool.
0: I always wondered about that.
1: Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, that was a lot of updates and I'm just a how are you? But
0: <laughs> um, well, I love your good? updates. Um, I hope your stomach feels
1: better soon. Thanks. It actually feels great today. Oh, good. Yeah, but yes.
0: Um, <laughs> I was like thinking about it, and I was like, because I originally I was like, I don't feel like I have that many updates, but this week was actually kind of eventful. Um, I we had Wildstock uh, last weekend, which was super fun. It was so fun. Um, if you don't know, it's like every year Linfield puts they have like a concert that comes, they like put on a concert at our campus. Um, and I haven't gone the last two years because, you know, I just have other things. I had other things going on. And last year, I'm actually very glad I didn't go because it was like a, a fail. Like the sound went out like five minutes in and like it was just a mess. What's the year, year before was COVID. So I, I really haven't missed too much. I went the right year. Um, This year it was um, like a country. We had Chris Lane, if you don't know um if you watch the bachelor
1: what is chris lane related to nikki lane
0: no not licky lane but not nikki lane but lauren lane and i didn't realize lauren lane was lauren bushnell from the bachelor oh (laughs) and so that's what made that exciting anyways it was actually really good um i had a lot of fun and it was kind of a little bit out of my element a little bit like yeah that's new for you social for me yeah for sure (laughs) um but it was super fun so that was great and then yeah other than that I've just been pretty much like not studying for finals because I need to start doing that actually but just like did a lot of schoolwork this week went to a lot of coffee shops that was good um and then I've gone to the farmer's market twice this week one time in McMinnville and one time in Corvallis I went yesterday. So that was great. And then um I ran the Cardva 5K yesterday with Thank my mom <laughs> Yeah, that was actually so much fun. Like I have never run that hard in my whole life. Um, like I literally got down I collapsed, but it was like so fun. Like I really missed that. The thing I like about running is like, like Pretty much how fast you run directly translates to how much effort you're putting in. Versus with tennis, <laughs> sometimes yeah, you can exactly. start trying really, really hard and then you just get so much worse. And Sarah, so that's-
1: let me tell you that is like the reason I switch from running. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> it's really like exciting. <laughs> yeah. It's really like exciting and fulfilling to like work hard and then like see like results right away because of that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Um, so I'm going to try to find some more little run. I'm, I'm, j- I'm nowhere near journey's level with running, but I want to try to find some more little fun run race things to do this summer. Um,
1: yeah, well, by the time I get back from Costa Rica, I'll probably be at ground zero for running. So.
0: <laughs> this is great. This is great. <laughs> uh, I remember like we went running last summer, or the summer before or something, and we got like two miles in and I was like, just go, just go. Cause I could not keep up
1: <laughs> oh, a while ago. That was like 2020.
0: That actually probably was like 2020, but I don't think my running has gone significantly better since then. So, (laughs) um, yeah. Oh, the last thing I was going to say is I got the Align dress from Lululemon and I'd highly, highly, highly recommend it. It's cute, but the best thing about it is that the like spandex inside of it aren't attached. It's really hard to explain. They're attached in the front, but not in the back. So you can pee without having to take your entire dress off.
1: Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. I was a big fan of that. I don't know. The exercise dress.
0: Exactly. And I don't know why Lululemon didn't advertise that. Like I bought it and there was nothing about that, like in the description or anything.
1: cute. That's a game changer. And it just came and I was like, this
0: is amazing. So yeah. um, Made some pizza on the back deck last night in a little pizza oven. So that was super wholesome and it feels like summer. And that's about it. I just gotta power through these last couple weeks of school because I'm not done with school <laughs> school yet, but about I am it. definitely in the summer mindset. So yeah, that's about it. Close. Close. Yeah, we're getting there. We are getting there for sure. Um
1: yeah, okay. do you have anything else? No, those are all my updates. Cool.
0: Well, let's take a small break. Uh, I'll call you back and we will get into this episode on grass-fed versus grain fed. <laughs> This episode of The Life is sponsored by First Alternative Natural Foods Co-op, Corvallis's community-owned grocery store. Local always comes first at the co-op's two convenient Corvallis locations, open daily from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. Look for fresh fruits and veggies, delicious ready tea options from the co-op kitchen, and all your grocery staples. Shopping on a budget? Look for the co-op deals and co-op basics tags to save. And don't forget Student Produce Tuesdays. Every Tuesday, students with a valid Oregon College ID get 15% off all fresh fruits and veggies. Follow First Alt Co-op on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok to learn more. Okay, so if you can't talk about the episode title, we're going to be talking about grass-fed meat today. Um, basically, grass-fed meat has gained widespread attention, and it's become pretty popular in the last couple of years, last few years, as more information has come out about its benefits, especially compared to like conventionally raised meat. So basically, we're just going to talk about why grass-fed meat is considered, like, actually one of the healthiest foods you can eat, and basically, like, how it differs from conventionally get- raised grass-fed meat. Um, I, if you follow The O-Life on Instagram, or, like, I think I've talked about it in the podcast a little bit recently, like, I've been eating, like, for basically every single meal for dinner, I've been eating grass-fed meat with um like just like arugula and like rice and like whatever like topping like dressing spread whatever I put on top of it sometimes it's like cheese um and actually like I didn't eat I pretty much didn't eat any red meat up until like a few months ago um and just like personally I feel great (laughs) I (laughs) realized like this is like it's and I don't it could be like partially in my head obviously but um whenever I used to eat, like, regular red meat, my stomach would hurt so bad. Like, that's why I usually didn't eat it is because it would just make my stomach hurt. Um, But I don't know. I've been thriving off of my little grass-fed meat dinner experiences. And, um, yeah, that's, that's my personal experience. And then the reason I actually got into it was because, like, I was, like... I, th- I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about, like, basically the it was like this guy had a phd on there he's talking about the healthiest most nutrient dense foods you could eat and like number one is like liver so they're talking about like making like liver putting liver in their smoothies no and stuff <laughs> and he's like i put in my wife's smoothie and she didn't even notice
1: not for me not <laughs> you no know? for-
0: and i was like you know i don't care how healthy that is i will not be doing that but so like number one on the list was liver number like eight or nine or, whatever, or something was grass fed steak. And I was like, you know, that's doable. Number, w- this is the craziest part though. Number a thousand, like in the thousands of like the most nutrient dense foods you can eat was chicken.
1: Wow, Sarah, that turns your life upside down.
0: <laughs> I know it literally did. I was like, are you kidding me? Crazy. I literally have been eating chicken every night for dinner for the past how many years of my life? Um. So that was just kind of eye-opening, and, like, if you think about it, like, just from a very, like, I don't know, like, simple point of view, like, if you think about the fact that, like, a cow, like, goes and is going to eat, like, all this grass and, like, forage and get all these vitamins, and then it consumes all of that, and it breaks them all down, and then you consume it, like, you're just consuming all of that, I guess. Like, I don't know. He's a forager to some extent that's how it works but like chicken I don't know they basically said chicken was like the iceberg lettuce of meat and I I was like no I've been eating iceberg lettuce for four years however many I've been eating chicken for a long time so I'm on the grass-fed meat train at the moment
1: (laughs) huge um yeah that's super interesting I don't eat meat um, so I don't really I can't attest too much to this on a personal basis. Um, but that's really interesting to know about your chicken experience. Cause I do know <laughs> about Sarah's own like chicken endeavors for the past few years. Um, and my mom was actually talking to me about grass-fed beef today. Um oh, really? kind of just telling me your about, top knows what's up. Yeah, she knows what's up. She's telling me about all the omega threes and I'm sure things that you're gonna get into. Um yeah, I eat fish. So I can talk about, like, my mom, the way she was comparing it to me when she was trying to talk to me about it was, like, grass-fed, a lot of the nutrient benefits of, like, grass-fed beef as opposed to, like, commercial or regular factory beef, whatever, um, is very similar to, like, wild-caught fish versus, like, factory-farm fish. Um, Yeah, but I'm interested to hear more about it. Sarah really did a lot of the heavy lifting on the research for this episode, so I am right here with the listeners learning about <laughs> Excited to hear what you have to say. Oh, thank you.
0: I'm honest, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I was honestly just super interested in this for my own selfish sake. Um, I listened to like a if you're interested, I listened to a Mark Hyman, like I think his podcast is called like the Doctor's Pharmacy or something, but pharmacy is not like Ph, it's like with an F. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I listened to one of his podcasts um on the grass fed thing and they had a lot of like actual real substantial research that they cited and like they talked to like real like researchers in the episode that have like are doing work on this so that was pretty cool but yeah just to kind of get into the episode like uh I thought I'd talk about like the actual differences I know it seems pretty obvious but like the differences between grass-fed and grain-fed meat so like grass-fed meat is meat from animals that are raised on a diet. Of like i said primarily grass and other forage kind of like sometimes it can be like hay or alfalfa and the goal with grass-fed meat is basically to allow the animals to kind of stay in their natural diet or stay in their natural diet of fresh grass and other forage materials and this contributes obviously to their overall well-being um and this is kind of what they've they were naturally like meant to be eating and then it also like some of the the goal is part partially obviously for our own like human, like consumer health as well. And we'll get into more of that. Um, and then grain fed, which is also like conventionally raised meat is meat from animals raised on a diet of primarily grain, such as like corn and soybeans instead of being allowed to graze on grass and other forage in the goal of grain feeding, which is like how we've kind of for the most part been raising um, like animals that are used for, meat sources or whatever um in the past the goal has been like basically the grain gets them to grow faster so that reduces kind of the time and resources that are needed to raise them and then it's also just like more cost effective because grain is cheap if you think about like growing grass and everything that's a lot more expensive and takes a lot more time and it's just like more practical like when you think about like Factors such as like climate, land availability, market demand and stuff like that. All of those factors promote grain feeding systems. So it's definitely a lot more work to um, raise animals on a grass-fed diet.
1: Economic benefits. It's all for (laughs) capitalism. Literally.
0: Yeah, we need to get Anna, econ major on this podcast. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so basically that's just the reason that you see like more conventionally grass or grain fed meat on the market and then that's also the reason that it's more that more likely that people choose that is like it's just cheaper and it takes less time and it takes less resources um but recently obviously there's been a lot of benefits of grass fed meat and a lot of drawbacks have come out about grain fed meat
1: yeah i might i'm wondering too like I don't know. Like I feel like I have been like the reason my mom is talking about it to me now is because like it is kind of like trending like all this information is coming out and people are talking about it now but like has there been a lot of information out on this in the past and people just haven't been talking about it or is the research really like coming out right now? That is a great question.
0: Um, I'd have to look up I actually am really interested in that. I, I want to look up the study that at some point off-site that was in that podcast because I think that the way they were talking the podcast is like the research is like currently ongoing like there's a couple of questions that mark hyman asked and he's like i don't have the results on it yet like we don't even have preliminary results so i think it's something that's still pretty new but i also wouldn't be surprised if there was a lot of people like 10 years ago who were like what are we doing
1: yeah i think like my understanding at least like i have no idea but like my assumption is like because like i feel like i have heard talk about it from like a okay well we obviously know this is like you know like worse like like treatment of animals and like like probably like like slightly worse for your health and like it's just like easier to do it this way even though it's like not nice you know but I think like maybe it's like a lot of the like human health stuff is is what's getting people's attention right now
0: yeah I 100% agree with that because I think in the past like even you think about like veganism and stuff I feel like veganism definitely stemmed from like a humanitarian approach and like I think like it stemmed from religion and then it became like a humanitarian thing. And then as it got more and more popular, it became marketed as like a, um, like holistic health thing, which then I think has slowly there's like, yeah, you see more research that that's actually just not the case. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if like, this is something that also like people were like, oh, it's better for the animals. And then they realize they're like, okay, wait, like this is actually probably better for humans as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That makes a lot of sense to me. I don't know um I'll have to look at that though that's really interesting an interesting thought um yeah so basically
0: this whole most of the the bulk of this podcast is going to be dedicated to kind of like the differences between grass-fed and grain-fed meat and so we'll just be comparing them um in a bunch of like kind of major categories when people are looking at meats like what they look for the first thing that I'm going to talk about is fat content and like fat quality in the meat um grass-fed meat is going to be leaner which means it has a lower fat content compared to grain-fed meat grain fed um with grain fed meat the grains are that are used for the feed um obviously are used like have, are like a increased source of energy and they prefer, promote faster weight gain in the animals um and obviously this is going to lead to a higher fat content um cuz that excess energy is going to be stored as fat and then additionally the fat in grass um and then additionally the fat in grass fed meat like even though there's obviously still going to be fat in the grass-fed meat, it's actually going to be like the, like good fat, but fat is better. That fat is better for you. Um, It's going to be lower in like the unhealthy fats and higher in like the healthy fats that are actually good for your heart and everything like that. So grass-fed meat is going to be higher in omega-3 fatty acids and it's going to like the omega-6, omega-3 ratio is going to be better. Um, And so that actually leads to like, Decreased inflammation, and then it's gonna be higher in CLA, which is conjugated linoleic acid. And I actually had to look this up because I was like, "What is CLA?" But apparently, CLA is a type of polyunsaturated fatty acid that's linked to various health benefits, um, like uh, improved immune f- function. Sorry, I cannot talk today. Improved immune function and reduced risk of heart and heart disease and cancer, and then also um, reduced inflammation. So basically, grass-fed meat is going to be higher in fat. And that fat is going to be unhealthy. And did I just say grass-fed meat? Yeah. <laughs> Grain meat is going to be higher in fat. And the fat in gra- grain-fed meat is going to be unhealthy. Grass-fed meat is going to be lower in fat. It's going to be leaner. And then the fat it does contain will actually be better for your health.
1: <laughs> that all checks out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did hear you say grass-fed, but I was like, I know what she means.
0: <laughs> I feel like, yeah, listeners knew what I meant. I think that was just... Grain-fed, yeah. grass-fed, I'm definitely going to mess this up a few times. Yeah, there need it.
1: to be, like, more defining terms that don't Yeah,
0: maybe easy. I'll say conventionally raised meat. <laughs> that seems easier and harder. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things where you think about, like, I think in the past, too, with marketing, everything's just been, like, fat is bad for you. Go for lean meat. And I think, like, that's even, like, a big reason I would always eat chicken is I was, like, well, chicken is, like, the leanest meat and stuff. But it's, like, if you're getting high-quality meat, then it's- the fat oh sorry you went away Oh, i should be here so funny there you are um the fat in good quality meat is actually like really necessary for you and is actually going to be health promoting so yeah
1: probably wrong. as well as all the other nutrients that just like are in it too yeah 100%
0: yeah. um oh there you are again okay <laughs> um the next thing i'm going to talk about is just nutrient content which is kind of what Journey just alluded to. Um, Like we just said that increased good fats and decreased bad fats and grass fed meat um, have numerous health benefits. And then so do does the just nutritional content in general. Um, Grass fed meat has a higher nutrient content compared to grain fed. So like I was saying earlier, just like in terms of nutrient density, grass fed meat is one of the most nutrient dense foods you can eat just in the on the planet. If I'm going to choose between liver and grass fed meat, I'm definitely going to choose grass fed meat. Um, basically animals raised on a grain based diet, it sounds like, obviously, if you think about it, have like a less diverse diet and fewer opportunities to consume like a variety of vitamins and minerals, because they're just like being force fed as much grain as they can consume and getting as big as they can so that they can make as money as as much like money as they can. Um, Ooh. and feed as many people as they can, which is not, I mean, if you like there's also benefits to this, so I'm not saying this is all bad um we need food definitely for people um but grass-fed meat is higher nutrients such as vitamin e beta carotene and then other antioxidants like vitamin e beta carotene are um just two types of antioxidants that's high in and antioxidants are good obviously because they aid in disease prevention by going around and helping neutralize all the free radicals in your body um so that helps decrease the opportunities for oxidative stress and oxidative stress I know it's a term that is kind of just thrown around, but oxidative stress is bad. It leads to damaged cells and then damaged cells and damaged DNA leads to disease. So um, antioxidants are good. <laughs> um, and so the study that I was going to talk about on from the Mark Hyman podcast is, is it was called Health Promoting Phytonutrients Higher in Grass-Fed Meats. And it was Dr. Stephen Van Villit from Utah State University. And they found that there's three times more phytochemicals in grass-fed meat compared to grain-fed, which mm-hmm. seems like a lot. So
1: that's kind of yeah. a big difference. Super interesting. I know it's kind of similar too with um, milk from milking. Because yeah. um, like when I was, I worked on a farm last summer and we'd milk the goats and the goats were raised like literally like princesses. Like they had everything and like they got to just like graze on grass all day and the milk flavor changes with the type of grass that they're eating, Um, but also like the nutrient content changes with what they're being fed. And so we'll feed them like really healthy, like, like some stuff that like, you know, like 50 year old, like yoga moms put in their smoothies, like <laughs> really and Like you feed like the goats with their grains so that their milk is more nutrient dense too and they're healthier. But like, I know it works the same or probably not probably not to the extent that it works with meat, but like similarly with, with milk.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, when I was doing my research, like there was a lot of parallels and there like a lot of sources would talk about like how this is pretty much the same when it comes to eggs. This is the same when it comes to milk. This is the same when it comes to cheese. Like this is a very like has broad applications. This is just like, I think one of the biggest kind of areas that you can see it in like one of the biggest things people eat. But totally. yeah, for sure. And then one thing you talked about was you said it tasted different. Like actually a lot of things I was reading was saying that like grass fed, you can tell the difference in taste between the grass fed and grain fed.
1: Yeah. Like, and that checks out.
0: Yeah. Um, the thing I found the most interesting from that podcast that I listened to was that, and something I just didn't think about either, but like grass fed meat contains nutrients from plants that we don't have the, like humans don't have the ability to extract ourselves So that can lead to like a even greater like nutrient diversity within us. Cause if you think about it, like we, I mean, we can eat grass, but we don't have the ability to break down all of the compounds in grass and use that for energy or use that for like, I don't any, like any sort of immune or like function within our bodies. Um, but animals do. So if they can break those compounds down and then we can use those, that's just another source of like diversity that will help us,
1: um, their bodily functions because they their rumen is that what it's yeah. called yeah yeah they I have think a we're so. for, for digesting stomach? things like that yeah it's yeah a little- yeah um i Go believe have that <laughs> what it's a four stomachs
0: yeah vote facts here yeah no these are the important parts <laughs> um i didn't know that actually but um that's cool and it checks out i thought that was really cool because i'm like I'm like, that's so cool that the animals can just break it down and then we can like eat it through that. Like, I don't know. That's just cool. Um, So yeah, biggest takeaway here is that grass-fed meat is far more nutrient dense than grain fed. Um, The next thing I want to talk about is protein quality. Just in general, grass-fed meat is a really high quality source of protein. It has all the nine essential amino acids, Um, And this protein, like we kind of said earlier, is generally leaner just because these animals aren't just being forced to eat until they get sick. Um, And it's lower in that like unhealthy fat. And then the protein found in grass fed meat is also highly bioavailable. This is why it's such good quality, which means our bodies can like really easily digest and absorb it. So we can actually use this protein a lot better versus like, I guess, like a less bioavailable protein protein we maybe we you eat it like but that doesn't necessarily mean your body can like use it super well or like use it for function very well
1: yeah that makes a lot of sense
0: um I thought that was really interesting too because like even if you think about like I've heard about like oh is like frozen broccoli like are the nutrients like less bioavailable or like if you steam broccoli like by boiling it like I know that there's like a lot of talk which I don't really I don't know I don't entertain it I don't really I feel like it's a lot of work to think about this, but like when you just think about veg- fruits and vegetables, like frozen versus like, if you don't freeze them, like sometimes people will say like the nutrients are less bioavailable or something, um, which I don't really know how much I believe that or like to what extent I care, but that's just like along these same lines, I guess. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: yeah. And then the next thing, just getting into like hormones and antibiotics, grass-fed animals are typically not given hormones and antibiotics the antibiotics one makes a lot of sense because normally animals are given antibiotics because they're force-fed too much grain to get really big and then they get sick because they're literally not supposed to naturally eat this much grain or like eat like this in general like that's just not their natural diet and so they just like get sick and there's diseases and then they're also in such close quarters that like diseases spread and it's like terrible so usually they're given antibiotics to like stop that so they don't die, so that they can sell this meat to people. So grass-fed animals, you don't normally have to do that because you can see why. Um, The hormones one is also interesting. Like, I think it's just an, like ethical thing where like, well, if you're like, you're going this far to like grass-fed the animals and stuff like that, like they're not giving them hormones. Um, Basically, yeah. like usually hormones are given to animals to make them bigger. And there's a lot of studies that show that these hormones can negatively impact human health um, if there are like residual traces found in the meat. So both these things seem to be good things that we are not putting in our bodies. That antibiotics thing, the reason those are bad is I don't think those are very good to like have secondhand either. But the biggest thing is that actually leads to like increased antibiotic resistance, like because now you're putting it in your body and then there's just more antibiotic resistance and less
1: ways we can help people that are actually sick so i totally hadn't thought about all of that like (laughs) when i think about like animals getting sick i don't know i maybe i just don't pay attention when people talk about this stuff but like when i think about when they talk about like there's a lot of increased like likelihood of animals getting sick and spreading diseases um in Close quarters, it's from more of like an ethical standpoint or like a humanistic, like, we shouldn't treat animals this way because like they're getting sick and they're dying from this, and not from like, yet we're still keeping them alive to then feed them to humans and like pumping them full of medication. Like, when I hear that, it's like, oh, well, that sucks, right? Because that's medication they're not in medicine, they're not supposed to have in their body, yeah, not like from a sense of like then that goes into our bodies so that's just like interesting and I'd like I don't know I feel like I feel like a lot of the like speciesism talk from like (laughs) keto vegans like really overtakes this and there's just like like if people are eating meat there are important implications to consider like outside of just like animal rights yeah in air quotes you just can't yeah,
0: okay. <laughs> the air quotes were there no I 100% because I 100% agree because like all I was fed like or you know, all the information I was fed up until like recently was like you should be vegan because it helps animals and it's better for the animals and then even that like I don't know there's and like it's better for the climate and stuff and then like even recently we found that like a lot of like vegan products are actually like just not even that much better for the climate if they're better at all and stuff like that so it's like but if you just look at like okay is it actually better for you and like what's what about just your health in general usually what's better for the animal is actually better for you as well so yeah yeah, um, yeah i thought that was interesting the hormones thing really gets me like basically these hormones are given to the animals so that they like get huge and then if these hormones are put in your body, then like, I think that actually in a, they found in a lot of studies that like, it leads to like, not not like leads, not like a direct correlation, but these hormones that cause these animals to get big can also have similar effects on you in a really small, like way, obviously, but, um, I don't know. I don't want those hormones inside of me. Um, okay. Lastly, we are going to talk about just like, not lastly, we have a few more things, but um, just like availability and accessibility and then like where to find grass-fed meat and like just things like that, like what to look for. Um, so like we talked about earlier, grass-fed meat is often less widely available and it's more expensive than grain-fed, which is why like it's not widely consumed. Um, and this is due to that increased cost of production and lower yields. And then also, like, even when you find grass-fed meat, the quality is going to depend on specific production methods used. So it's really important to find a producer that you trust. So, like, maybe that's a brand that you trust and you've, like, read, like, where it's sourced and stuff like that. Or maybe it's, like, a person, like, a farm, like, that you trust. And, like, a really good place to go for this is, like, if you just go to your local farmer's market, lots of times, like, you'll see that those little booths with, like, the grass-fed meat and, like, whatever it is, and you can literally talk to them and be like, how is this grown? Like, what, or like, what were they fed? Stuff like that. Like, I even went to, up to one at the McMinnville Farmer's Market the other day. And I was like, is this meat grass fed? And she was like, oh, it's like mostly pasture raised. Like, but we do make sure to like never give them antibiotics, never give them hormones, stuff like that. And she's like, it's like 75% um, vegetarian. I don't know. She like gave me all the stats and it wasn't 100% grass fed, but like, you can just talk to her and like figure it out versus like trusting some label. Totally. Um, if you are looking at a label though, you definitely just want to look for a hundred percent grass fed because it's really easy for them to still say like grass fed when it only, it's like 20% grass fed. So yeah, totally.
1: Yeah. look for that. is a great place to like get the information from the source. Yeah. And a lot of times they can help direct you to like,
0: even if you don't end up buying that specific one, like they can just, it's just good to like talk to them and kind of get a feel for like what you're looking for, or, like what the vibe is with different types of meats and stuff.
1: It's also in, like, I say this every time we bring up the farmer's market, but, like, if you are considering, like, environmental impacts when you're talking about buying your food, like, there's so many benefits to buying grass-fed, like, health-wise, and, like, on a separate note, if you're choosing to buy grass-fed and do that through growing through your farmer's market, you're also making a big, like, doing a something that you can do for the environment because buying from your farmer's market is one of the best things you can do if you're trying to eat somewhat sustainably um just because like the footprint of shipping food doesn't exist because it's all local um like the meat has come from somewhere nearby and not been like frozen and packaged and shipped across the country so like that's just like a secondary benefit that's kind of unrelated to being grass-fed but like if you're going through the farmer's market like there are a lot of other benefits to that too like if that's something that's accessible to you, yeah,
0: hundred percent. I do think like I so much. I honestly, really, truly believe in like I'm sure that there's like studies on this and real facts on this. But I hundred percent believe that it'd be better to get grass fed meat at the farmer's market than like get a bunch of like vegan stuff from like a regular grocery store. Um, and then kind of just bouncing off of that, those like talking about the environmental impacts. I'm just gonna touch a little bit on the environmental impacts and I'm gonna touch on kind of like how grass-fed meat compares to like plant-based meat alternatives. In terms of the environmental impacts, um grass-fed meat production just in general, um, no matter where you get it from, has some environment environmental benefits. Um the first thing is soil it improve promotes soil health and like this makes sense obviously because I mean animals poop and like that goes into the soil and what they eat goes into what they poop and so um yeah you can figure that one out um and then as well as like decreased greenhouse gas emissions and just preserving their natural habitat in general um seems to be a good thing so those are just a couple of things there and then in terms of like comparison to plant-based meats in my opinion i mean just in general plant-based meats are highly processed like if you look at any plant-based meats they have a long list of ingredients many of these ingredients are artificial or unfamiliar um and then because these plant-based meats are so processed they're going to be lower in nutrients and they can actually be like less sustainable because of the heavy soy dependence and increased like water and other resources that it takes to grow the crops that grow go into the highly processed soy plant-based meats um and like I just say this, like there's obviously no like one size fits all. If you're vegan for whatever reason it is, like go for your plant-based meat. But it's just one of those things where if you're trying to eat plant-based because you think it's better for your health, I would definitely like take a second look at that.
1: Yeah, I think there's so many reasons to be plant-based and there's so many different reasons to do what works for you. But like, and, and I think that like there isn't a one label fits all for everyone. Like some people really do better eating plant things and some people really do don't do well eating like soy everything and like if you are like playing around with what you're putting in your body and like trying new things and you have been vegetarian or vegan for a while like and you're just trying to see what feels good for you like it does not hurt to eat eat meat for a little bit especially if you're doing it for sustainability reasons like eating locally raised grass-fed meat from you know somewhere right outside of your town if you can get it at the farmer's market twice a week and replacing two of your like days that you'd be having like a processed soy product like that could be like what your body is asking for um i'm not saying it is i'm not saying it's one size fits all but like it's worth a shot if that's a reason that you're willing to like open up to yeah
0: 100 agree um Yeah. So I know that we kind of sped through a lot of things or I kind of sped through a lot of things and such, but basically moral of the story is that grass-fed meat is one of the healthiest foods you can eat. Um, It's compared to grain-fed meat, lower in unhealthy fats, it's higher in healthy fats and key nutrients. It provides high quality protein. It's generally free of antibiotics and hormones. And then even on top of that, probably may have some environmental benefits and like journey said obviously do what's best for you we just, I just kind of wanted to shed light on like grass-fed meat because I know it has been gaining more attention recently and I don't know I was pretty interested in the things that I found and I'm going to continue eating my grass-fed meat um yeah. I'll let you know how it goes but
1: no it's super interesting to hear about and I I don't know I feel like there's like always more to learn and like they're keep they're still doing research on it but like a lot is coming out so it's good to be educated on it if you're a consumer of meat or not a consumer of meat but thinking of becoming a consumer of meat and especially if you like have the means to be flexible with that like that's a I don't know I think I think it's really great to be educated on so I'm glad that we touched on it
0: 100% journey you'll have to do the next episode on wild caught fish versus farm (laughs)
1: raised I know I know there's so much to be said there um but I think it's all honestly like very parallel to what we talked about today um but we maybe we will dive a little deeper into that um I will say though as a buyer like I don't know I can't say it so much with the meat thing because I just don't encounter that because I don't buy meat at the store but it is hard for me to look at a bag of fish that is salmon and has the same amount of protein and costs $19 versus a bag of salmon that costs $40 when the protein is like the same yeah there's a lot of nutritional differences and I know there's a lot of environmental differences but like it's hard so like you're not alone you're the only one like looking at that and I think we've talked about this in a previous like grocery shopping episode like maybe now especially if you're like in your 20s time am in your life when you can like afford to make all of these decisions
0: yeah so like,
1: if you get to a stage in your life where you can like do it go for it yeah
0: I, this is all like really I think the biggest thing here is like just the awareness aspect I don't know maybe it makes it worse for you but like 100% like the end of the day don't worry about it if you can't like get grass-fed in the moment you're gonna be totally fine um but like this is one of those things that I look at and I'm like obviously I've been eating a little bit more of it but it's like okay like this is the goal like this is ideally what I want to be eating it's just like okay if that doesn't always happen yeah Yeah. But good point there. We feel you if this is just not the case at the moment, especially if you're in college, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, we hope you have a great rest of your Monday and we will see you next week.
1: See you next week.
0: Bye.